Are you ready to be a part of the Rebels for a Cause? The Courtney Turner Podcast presents Cause Fest, taking place on June 3rd and 4th at the Factories Liberty Hall in Franklin. Join Creative Artists Unite and fight for the arts and humanity. Cause Fest is an epic weekend of liberty-centered music, comedy, lectures, live podcasts, aerial acrobatics, and more. Visit rebelsforcause.com to learn more. Rebelsforcause.com. Let's honor art, humanity, and liberty for all. Welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here live at the Reawaken America Tour. I am here with Jimmy Levy, with an incredible singer with a beautiful story. We're going to get into that today. We actually just did a whole segment for you, but there was some technological interference, which is always just lovely. And the timing is just always fascinating. So, um, yeah, I was just joking about how I'm really trying not to be paranoid, but I'm having difficulty with all this technological interference. Uh, But anyway... So Jimmy's going to be joining us at Rebels for Cause. Super, super exciting. Uh, and he, his story is really testament to exactly why we are doing this. Because this is Rebels for Cause. Cause stands for Creative Artists Uniting for the Sovereignty of Everyone. And you know, he knows firsthand how much the arts are infiltrated for the purposes of social engineering of the masses, for culture creation, and to promote an agenda that is anti-humanity. So we are going to combat that with some real culture, some incredible art, because on the side of freedom and pro-humanity, we have some really, really talented people, and he is one of them. So how are you doing today? <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, and uh, thank you. I'm so excited to have you join us. Um, and I, I'm going to recap what we were talking about before, because I think it was so fascinating. We were, before we started filming, he was actually just telling me that the origins of matchmaking actually come from the Torah, which, so now we know why uh, Yenta was in Fiddler on the Roof. Do you want to tell us about this? So I was actually in Fiddler on the Roof. I played Laser Wolf. Did you really? Yeah. So That's know, awesome. I, I sang, to life, to life, lechayim. Yes. Um, but yeah, in the Torah, Abraham um, set Eliezer, you go to the city to find his son a wife. And God gave Eliezer sons and helped him find the wife. And we don't know the wife's name yet, but (laughs) (laughs) But for next time, stay tuned. We're going to find out. Yeah. We probably know who it is because it's, uh, I think, mother of the sons. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't know. There's my ignorance. Yeah. Um, So we'll we'll find out and we'll let you know. So tell us, I know most of my audience is probably familiar with your story, but let's uh, recap it because it is so powerful and so profound. Yeah. So, um, I was in the music industry for 10 years and I realized that all of the artists in the industry are very demonic, worshiping the devil. And, you know, that sparked me to realize how real Jesus was. I was born Jewish. I didn't believe in Jesus. Um, I, my family taught me not to when I was younger and it's common in most Jewish families. Um, but, you know, when I saw how real Satan was, I realized how real he is. And I changed my music content from just making noise is what I would call it to actually making music about the truth, about freedom and glorifying God gospel. 
Oh, wow. So when you say how the music industry is demonic, I was an actress and a producer, and I could, in that industry as well, I could feel how dark it was. And I always say that people who rise in the mainstream make a bargain with the devil. And, you know, I feel like that's, I, when I say it, I do mean it kind of literally. And I think some people do it more more knowingly than others. Some people turn a blind eye, but they're still going along and advancing the agenda. Uh, whereas other people, I think, are full on in it. You know, as you said, they actually worship Satan or whatever other kind of demonic or ritualistic type of uh, uh, practices uh, that, or entities. What? But when I say this, I think a lot of people, you know, have a really hard time believing it. That it, it's becoming a little bit more transparent. You know, I mean, we saw the Grammys. A little, it's becoming harder to deny. Uh, but there are still a lot of naysayers who say that that's just absolutely crazy and that's just, you know, conspiracy theory. So what what do you say to those people and how can you, how, how do you show them that this is really what's going on? They only say the word conspiracy theories because they watch the media say it. But you and I, you know, we all know that um, the term conspiracy theorist was coined by the CIA. Document you know. 1035-960, yep. Yep, you know. countering the Warren Commission. Yep, trying to, you know, cover up anybody from looking into what happened to JFK. And then they used it up until now, but look, it only took, uh, what, two weeks for every conspiracy theory to become truth, and now both sides see it. Um, so, you know, I could say is stop listening to the media, because if you're listening to the media, you're going to, you know, get told a lie and then realize it's a lie two weeks later. That's simple, you know? Yeah, very true. What was, you said you had an awakening. What was that moment for you where? There was a few things. Um, I was participating in um, some parties with friends and upstairs uh, there was one instance where there was a child with a bunch of naked old men and that seeing that really like woke me up and it was like what is all this I, and then realizing that the house that that happened at one of the owners was donating to the temple of satan and associated with the luciferian cult and that was really or the okay so this is real this is why they do it to the children because the children are the purity the innocence and it's a mockery against God. And that's why they take the pure adrenochrome, the chemical that's so popular in Hollywood um, that people need to speak on. You know, you could talk about Hollywood, but you have to talk about adrenochrome because it is why child trafficking happens. It's the main reason. It's nothing to do with uh, exploitation. I mean, it essentially is exploitation, but it has nothing to do with just the, the sexual abuse part. It's actually to extract the adrenochrome from them because that is the most powerful chemical. And that is why they traffic the children. That's the main reason. It is the number one business in the world. Yeah, that's the other one that I, I find people have a really hard time wrapping their heads around. I don't know if it's just because it's so incredibly dark and inhumane. They just don't want to acknowledge it. Or if the media has done just a good job of convincing them that that's just like some weird, you know, crazy fictional tale. Well, they, they take advantage of QAnon, you know, because I do believe in, in initially, like, or, you know, who knows? I could be wrong about this. But QAnon in general, whether it was a PSYOP or not, 
in the beginning was putting facts out about the industry. You know, a lot that I can confirm, a lot that many can about, you know, what the pedophile, the pedophiles that exist there, child trafficking that exists, uh, the codes between politicians and celebrities and artists and athletes talking about meeting up to have pizza, you know, pizza get that was all confirmed. But then they took it, you know, into this stay watch stay stay tuned, watch the storm, watch the water, and it got cringe, you know, like it's like, all right, how long am I waiting watching the storm? Like a lot of those were like, okay, look, got ridiculous. So I feel like that's when it got infiltrated. I don't know. I may be wrong, but I even got cute tatted on me. You're wrong. Yeah, beginning. So like uh yeah, I, I don't know either. I definitely think it got, whether it was co-opted or, you know, intentionally. But now it makes it look bad. Yeah, you know, for it sure. Or it makes it look, it makes people desensitized. With Pizzagate, on Pizza, they were having satanic rituals downstairs there with chosen to the Jethro Chills Elven. They were doing it. And I went over there and did a whole thing. But they had, they sent a fake guy with a gun to show up to look like a crazy QAnon man. And then they just shut it down like it's some crazy thing using his story. Gave the people what they wanted to hear. Had James Alfontis talk to Megan Kelly, I believe, on the air. And just told people what they wanted to hear. And he basically denied everything. When on his Instagram account, there were naked babies. There was a, p- pictures of, of uh, phalluses uh, um, excreting pe- little pizzas on a baby. And disgusting naked men and child. All over, all their posts were disgusting. So obvious that they were into children, and then he just denied everything and acted like he was the victim, and everyone believed it. And then they just stopped looking into the rituals that was happening at Comet Pizza, but it was real, it was never debunked, and still happens to this day, and on a larger scale now, because everyone thinks it's alive, so less people are looking at it. I mean, in the truth community, you know, we're waiting for that FC list to be publicized to everyone, but as far as Pizzagate, it goes on every day. That's what child trafficking is that's so incredibly awful you talked about how um i think not necessarily i think it was before we re-recorded but you were saying about how you noticed that a lot of these uh singers and artists and uh hollywood talent were having breakdown right and a lot of them have it around age 30 and that's very typical of the mk ultra depro like the program break you talk about that a little yeah, bit. I mean, you have the MK Ultra programs that they're put through. Well, one that nobody really talks about is called the psychological switch. There's actually a word, a uh, more uh, cool term for it, but they will literally put you in a room and sacrifice a child or an animal and test your emotional intelligence. They'll make you walk out of that room and look at two other people in the congregation. And make sure that you don't look like you just saw that, so that when you're out in public, you can keep a straight face after leaving a room doing a satanic ritual. It is, it's called the psychological switch. There's another word for it. But this is how, what, these are like the, like a fraternity. We, they get it from the bolt, like sorority and fraternities when they do the hazing and the things to get in. They take those things, but it's like one of the pledges. It's one of the tests to see if you're worthy enough to be a part of the group and get the luxuries. You have to be able to watch a child get slaughtered and then walk out of the room and put on a full smile without a tear and have a straight face. And that's what these people get put through. So imagine finally being by yourself or having a relaxation moment of, of, of your own, like, you know, watch Britney Spears. I could imagine, I don't know, allegedly, right? But any artist, any, anyone that you, we've seen go crazy, imagine them having to deal with the rituals, you know, 
realizing everyone's just saying this, how disgusting the industry really is and that they don't have the option to speak out. That would drive me crazy. That's traumatic. Incredible. They don't want their family to get killed if they do. Right, right. You know, but if they know God, they have nothing to fear because they'll protect right. them. And that's what's important. Right. But they do they try and dissuade you from having any uh, religious beliefs or? Of course, see, um, I've had people say, you know, we'll offer you this amount of money, but you can't talk about God. You can't talk about this. You're going to let us control you as an artist, shape you up into a pop artist. And, you know, that was one of my big tests, but I didn't do it. Put out Freedom Songs that pushed me to go harder. Yeah, yeah, and you really have. What What do you advise? I mean, usually people who are going into the these industries are young and they're very impressionable. They're starry eyed, um, and they they're really led to believe they don't have an option if they want to be successful. And most of them are incredibly talented, you know, like yourself. So I, I believe we're all endowed with unique gifts and talents, and it's incumbent upon us to hone them, harness them, so we can be of contribution. But I think people in, instinctively, innately have an understanding of that, that they're supposed to develop that. But I think they think they have no other option but to do it that way. So, you know, I don't like the term selling your soul. I, I believe God owns every soul. I actually know God owns every soul. But when you, when you see like what you see Sam Smith doing, what you see a lot of the artists, Lil Nas X, pushing the Satan stuff, why is that happening? People ask. It happens because the Luciferians lie to these artists after they put them in those psychological switch rituals where they have to drink the blood or where they have to do something to compromise themselves that is documented and filmed all the time and used against them when they try to get out. They believe, you know, they if they're doing all that, they already don't know God, right? So they, they God knows them though, but they... um don't believe they have redemption they said i did this ritual god will never forgive me but satan is offering me to reign in hell in hades satan is offering me the world so i'm gonna just keep doing this because i can't go to god anymore i have i'm not going to be forgiven that's what they believe and that's what these luciferians convinced them they come in and there's no redemption so they just continue to do more and more ridiculousness and that's why you see people like sam smith progressively getting worse now he's dancing in a fog on stage he, he went from singing love songs that I used to sing, that we all used to sing, you know, and now he's twerking and and wearing thongs and and singing about transgender cheating, a husband cheating on it on the wife with the kids at home and a transgender, and this is what it it becomes because you just get darker and darker for Satan because you're lied to by the Luciferians and believe there is no redemption, but there is redemption, and all of these artists can come back to God, and all of these artists can seek their freedom with God, with Jesus, with Yeshua. And if once they know that they have been lied to, they're forgiven for all of their sins and they have redemption and they can come back 100%, no matter how bad, no matter how far they gone, it doesn't matter. It is all washed away with the blood of Yeshua. Yeah. And so, of course, they, they don't want them to believe that because I think one of the other components of that is, as you said, if you believe in God, you don't have fear. But if they have the fear, then they can control them. Right. Right. They use that as an MK Ultra tool. The fear. Yeah. To really drive them. Fear also creates what? The eternal chrome. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's all the fear. You brought up the transgender. So I'm just going to, I think we, we discussed this, but I'm going to share with the audience. Uh, so we were trying to get a venue. It's called Hollandale Park. 
in Franklin, Tennessee, and it was pending for a long time. We didn't know why it was taking so long. And so in the, we knew we had to secure something. So we're across the street at Liberty Hall, the factory, which is absolutely beautiful. It is very expensive, however. So people need to buy their tickets now. Um, but they, we found out why it was pending, why it was taking so long. It's because they, the city was in the process of approving the Pride Festival. And so the mayor was the breaking vote. And they're now doing the Har- the Pride Festival and Harlem Dale Park, which is right across the street from us. And truth be told, this is a big, big undertaking. And we want to make it a national tour. We be- really believe in the cause, pun intended. But it is a massive undertaking. It's incredibly expensive. So there are many times where I was thinking about, you know, kind of folding. But when that happened, I realized how much this is needed because we have to prove they don't own the culture. And... Uh, I so that's one of the reasons it's so important because you know people can do what they want to do there's free will you make your choice right but when you start pushing it on the children and they don't have a choice because they're innocent and they don't know and they're being groomed and they're being victimized that's a problem to me so I'm I'm curious at your thoughts on what's going on with this whole transgender movement and this push because they're really i see a lot of it coming from the entertainment media that's who's really pushing this agenda so i mean if you break down the psychological origin of a transgender majority of the time i will say most of the time but majority of the time it comes from molestation in the home you have the women that become butch because they either didn't have a father figure or had an abusive father figure or were molested by their father figure and they're trying to take control back in the form of what their father was and they become butch and then it you know if anything then they take off their boobs and they become the men you have the men that don't have a father figure become very feminine you have the men that don't have a father figure and don't become feminine but become very weak very um um uh a beta beta you know and then you have you know when it's really bad the mothers that don't take the role of also the father, you know, which is not, you know, the job for both parents, but the, you know, I stand, I, you know, praise the mothers that do that. But a lot of the time in the, from a psychological perspective, the man will then want to take the role. And, and that's where you see a woman come into play or a man is molested by a woman at a young age. And then they end up becoming that woman to take back control of what hurt them. And that's where you see a man turning into a transgender. Another time, also the man could be molested by the father and become a masculine too, and become a transgender. And that this spirit of confusion that comes during that time of molestation is what ministers for them. It's real demons, and it's not calling them a demon. It's the spirit that's in them. It, we all have our own battles, right? But in this case, this spirit of molestation is what ministers to them. Which is why you see this full train of people that are lost, right? Lost because they don't have their identity anymore. Their identity in Christ. The movie industry and the music industry use psychological warfare to take advantage of those that don't have their identity with God, right? So what did they do? They created the jock. They created the cheerleader. They created the bully. They created the scholar. They created the fool. They create all these characters for the lost that watch their film. Because in the motion picture clause, it says all movies will be a form of psychological warfare in order to alter the morality of the American people, 1934, I believe. It's in the Freedom of Information Act. And, you know, 
They're telling you that they're going to create your personality. I'm so sorry. We're going to repeat that. I did not know that. So 1934. I believe it might be the wrong date, but okay. Freedom Information Act, it says in the motion picture section, it says all motion pictures will be a form of psychological warfare in order to alter the morale of the American people. And what did they do? They created these personalities for the law. It wasn't made for the Christians that know God. It wasn't made for the Jews that know. It was made for the people that were lost. And they created a generation of lost first. Then use the movies because what do people do when they're depressed and lost? They sit home, eat a tub of ice cream. This is cliche. And then they watch movies. And then they're like, oh my gosh, that character is like me. And they slowly become that character instead of trying to become like God. Right? Not be God, but try to be godly and be righteous. So now they're resonating. And someone that is being abused by their father that has no faith becomes a bully at school. And now is bullying a child. Someone that is being molested sees now that there's trans characters on tv and now they're they're like oh you know what i feel like i can do that too then they have the falling of the king which is a luciferian satanic tactic where they show a, a masculine man like superman and they have the kids growing up to it and now what superman's trans now i think right so they break down the psyche of the children that were once watching a figure that they looked up to because they didn't have a father figure or they didn't know god and look up to him without idolizing a, a Avenger or Marvel character. And now it's a trans. So now they are in a spirit of confusion. And now those demons, through their confusion of like, huh, now, now this masculine hero that's saving the world because they're pointing people to the heroes instead of God, all these Avengers instead of God saving the world, um, you know, are that now he's trans. Okay, now that now I'm confused. And now those demons say, aha, now this confusion's there. Let me minister. Now that we have a generation of a whole bunch of TikTok videos of people with all these pronouns, all these names, all these trend, this, pro, she, they, that, this, that. And what is that? She, they, who is she, they? That's a, a spirit you're conjuring upon yourself. You say they, them, who's them? In the Bible, there was a them and it was a dark spirit. I don't know exactly where, but I, I read about that. And, and when you say they, them, you're calling a spirit upon yourself. Not only that, it's showing that your identity is not in God, that you have to identify with all these groups. Everybody has to fit in the groups instead of we're all one God family. And this is what they did to the lost generation. This is the psychological origin of the trans community and the pronoun community and gender ideology, which came from money and kissing, Kissinger. Yep. And yep. yeah, and, and the Frankfurt School. Based off of pedophilia, studies on pedophilia. And we just took it and brought it to schools. They raped kids for a project, for science projects, and took projects based off of rape, molestation, and mutilating children, and used it as the ideology that's all over the world now in schools. So it's disgusting, and, you know, needs to be stopped, and it's definitely up to Satan. It, it definitely needs to be stopped. Yeah. Do, do you think it can? What do you see for the future? You know, it's going to get worse and worse. I'm not going to lie, but he wins in the end. You know, but we haven't seen nothing yet. We are going to face a tribulation. It's going to be a tribulation, but God's been, I thought, you know, outside someone, someone said, you know, the Lord's vengeance is coming. And, you know, I don't like, I don't believe in the word karma. I used to say karma, but it is vengeance. Vengeance is in the Lord. That's the biblical version of karma. But it's the same thing. You know, you, you, say, you say, oh, this guy talked bad about me. God's vengeance will come for him. Not, oh, he's going to get his karma. You know what I mean? So that's the new age uh, right. spin on it right. uh, interpretation. You know. So you said that you, you were raised Jewish. 
Yeah. So is your family Jewish? My family's Israeli. Jewish. Very Israeli Jewish. And so they're obviously familiar with your your transition, your beliefs. And yeah. how, how do they feel about it? Uh, initially, my grandparents didn't talk to me. Um, but now they do. Uh, they were actually here uh, watching at the pastor's patrol. So it was cool. It was like a whole full circle moment. Um, uh, uh, General Flynn just spoke about seeing my grandparents flapping and crying and, and that he knows that they're from Israel and like how he just called out the full moment right before I was about to perform. I was about to cry. I was like, damn, I didn't know he was going to say all that. But he's like, my, watching my grandparents watch me was reminding him of like how he is with his family and stuff. So, you know, it was really, really nice. But um, yeah, that was a full circle moment. For sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on what's going on right now? Because uh, I see that there's what I always say that, you know, they have a, a trinity that they worship and it's the triple D's. And so it starts with uh, deception. So distortion, deception, manipulation. Uh, then the second one is division, divide and conquer. Right. And then the third one is destruction, which is death and you know, all of it leads to mass chaos, which is a breeding ground for usurpation of power. So the divide and conquer is something I'm seeing so much. I, it's really, you know, it's always been, I think since the dawn of time, they've used dialectical tactics in order to manipulate the masses. But I really see it ramped up right now. And I'm seeing a lot of it in religious factions as well. So, of course, the Jews throughout history have been a target you know, scapegoat. Um, and I, I, I personally see them as a bit of a dialectic as well. I think they've created a sacred cow on the one hand, right? You can't say anything bad about them, even though they're all humans, you know, and there's good and bad in everyone. Um, but you can't say anything bad about them because then you're going to be canceled and then you're somehow inherently evil. But you also, you have the other side where they bring up, you know, the whole Jew conspiracy. They're, they're responsible for all the evil in the world somehow. Um, so what, yeah, so what are your thoughts on all of that? This is my thoughts. There is a mafia called the Kazarian Mafia. They run the world, okay? At least the financial arm of it, for sure. Financial entertainment, they run everything. But the thing is, it's not the Jews that are my family. It's not the majority of the Jewish people, people from Israel. It's not. They are God-loving people. They are good people every day, and they don't deserve the hate that they get because people articulate when they talk about the Pizarian Mafia and its history, they articulate it wrong. They're reading it online one day and then they just speak at, without any paying attention. And this is the most ignorant thing that any a few speakers here did, and I called them out on it. And, and this is the most ignorant thing you can do because you're getting a full group of people to be attacked. Think of it, a family walking on the street the same way liberals are with, you know, you, you, with the mask and, and with BLM, and you see the pro-abortion liberals, how they are very aggressive. Now imagine people on the street, a family of Orthodox Jews walking to their synagogue, getting beat up randomly because someone, a famous or, or someone of influence, went online and said oh, the Jews, without explaining and separating the Kazarian mafia from the regular Jewish people. They don't deserve it. They just go to temple. They're normal people that are in their community and are loved. They don't deserve that, but this is what comes from not addressing that majority of the Jewish people are just regular people and have nothing to do with this small group of a couple hundred people that are left from a group that, you know, came from Babylon 
has nothing to do with the Jews. And it does say in the Bible, those who curse Israel will be cursed and those who bless Israel will be blessed. And God chose Israel. So if you're a Christian and you're saying the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, then you need to reread your Bible. You need to relook at how you treat regular people. We're here to call out the Luciferians. We're here to call out the Kazarian Mafia. But we need to separate. And every single time you want to speak on the Kazarian Mafia, the Revelation 2, 9 and 3, 9, people that they're talking about in the Bible, you better address the fact that the majority of the Jewish, God-loving, amazing people have nothing to do with it and are also against it because you are risking for them to get hurt. And that has nothing to do with God. If you're anti them and you're anti-Israel, you're anti-God. Wow. So beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And I think you're also falling for the trap, right? I think part of the plan is to ultimately, yeah, they want to divide and conquer. So they want to eradicate the Jews, but in the process, they're going to overthrow Christianity too. So they're kind of digging their own grave. I think, yeah. It's like you're, you're claiming to be this tough Christian, which is amazing. We should be bold everything, right? But you're going against what it means to be a Christian. Right. How are you going to go against the Jewish people? How are you going to go against Israel? Yes, we go against that group, but that group is not all of the Jews. We don't blame all of the Japanese for Pearl Harbor. We don't blame all of the uh, Muslims for 9-11. No, of course. So why are we Why are we saying the Jews? It's the Kazarian Mafia. This is a group of people. And a lot of them, actually, I'll say about 40% of them, are people from all faiths that left their faith to join them in and take the identity. It has nothing to do with just all the Jewish people like that, how people, even speakers here, made that mistake by not articulating and did put lives at risk fit in. And I called them out. I'm so glad you called them out. Absolutely. Yeah, they chose Judaism as a cover because they could lend money. The Jews, you know, the Christians and the Muslims couldn't, but the Jews could. So that was a large part of how the Kazarian Empire took on the Jewish identity. Um, Yeah. So what are your thoughts about the music industry and Hollywood moving forward and building? A lot of people talk about parallel systems right now. And you are a testimony to this, that you can go outside and, you know, be authentic and uh, use art for good. So do you think there's what do you see in the future for that? Is there much hope of God is blessing people? He's rising people up. He's waiting for the people to seek him. He was He's yearning for us, it says in the scripture. So he's been waiting for people to come to him. And that can be through music, if you're a musician, through rap, if you're a rapper, through movies, if you make Christian movies or any movie that's righteous and talking about scripture, his love. But he's waiting and he's waiting for that right moment because the second you walk into that calling, he is waiting to bless you and he's rising these artists up. All these people, all these big rappers now are in the freedom movement. All these big artists, they have number one songs talking about the truth of spiritual war. When in history did this ever happen? We've been silenced or there didn't even, these people didn't even exist. You know, like if they did, they were killed and they didn't exist until the princes, the Michael Jacksons later on, Michael Jackson with, they don't really care about us. He was trying to talk about it. Prince with the, the, he had a song called New World Order. He was trying to talk about it. And guess what happens to all these people? Whitney Houston, Amy Winehouse, all these people are not here right now because they stood up at the end once they realized what the light is. Now there's people who are not at their end, who are at their beginning, speaking the light, speaking the light. It's it's a miracle. This is a, a new industry of voices that are standing up for truth. And we need to we need to embrace it and we need to keep it going. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that is so beautiful and so encouraging. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so excited to have you join us. Rebels for a Cause, June 3rd and 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. It's actually in Franklin, so it's about 20 minutes south of Nashville. And our VIP event on June 2nd. The tickets are below. Thank you for everything, really. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.